have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A new world order. Child sex trafficking. The deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. Loose the battle plans of heaven. It's all about control. Broadcasting live to the world now. It's the Weekend Vigilante, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this June 5th, 2017 edition. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to tune into the broadcast. Very quickly, before I jump into my incredible show today, I just want to mention to people that I posted something on Facebook the other day, and I said the liberal media operatives have unlimited funding. They pummel our culture with a steady diet of fake news, immorality, and poison. And for 10 years, I've boldly and fearlessly confronted and exposed ubiquitous corruption by the unseen hand of evil orchestrating world events. And due to this mainstream media war on the independent media, particularly Christian conservative media, the constant censorship on YouTube, one of every three of my videos is getting demonetized. And why is it? Because I have what's called offensive content. Offensive content, you say? What are you doing, Sheila, offending people? Well, let me read what YouTube recently sent me when I filed a dispute after they demonetized me. Thank you for submitting a dispute resolution. After careful review, it's been determined that your content violates our content policy specifications, namely contents containing controversial or sensitive subjects and events, and is therefore not eligible for monetization. This is happening now to one out of every three of my videos. So to combat that, I have set up a Patreon account, a GoFundMe account, and I still have my PayPal account, and I've linked them in today's description. I am asking everyone to do something. After all, what does the word say? The workman is worthy of his meat. And listen, if you've been eating the meat of this show, then I'm asking for your support, your financial support. Less than 1% of my audience is actually contributing on a monthly basis. And I'll tell you what, there's not too many shows like this on air, so I'm asking for your help. It's amazing that when the homosexual crew, boy, when they ask for help for each other, they show up like a swarm of mad locusts. But when a Christian is out on their own combating all this on the front lines, you know what? It's crickets usually. And I find that really sad, and I think that needs to change. I need support from my Christian brethren. And that means financial, folks. It's not good enough just to say, oh, I'll pray for you. No, we need to put our money where our mouth is. And there's a whole lot of people that like to eat the hard work of my labor. And they've never given a red nickel. And that's not fair. I don't think God thinks it's fair. And maybe God gave you that good job so that you can support Christians on the front lines that are waking people up that are showing people what's going on in the world and giving them solutions, equipping the body. Because there's no sense talking about all the problems unless you have solutions. And there's very few of us doing that. And I'm very thankful for the one-time donations, but it's very hard to plan a budget on one-time donations. So I'm asking everyone to do something. No amount is too little. So there's three options, Patreon, GoFundMe, PayPal, all of those there in the description below. I'm asking you guys to step up here, considering the lateness of the hour, and I hope I can depend on you for your financial support for this show. And speaking of shows, today, oh boy, you are in for a rare treat because we're going to tackle a subject today that I have not heard, and I've looked I actually really looked out there, and I'll tell you what, this is a very important topic that we're going to tackle today and give some solutions, which is a thrill. And here to lay this out with me, he has been dealing with this stuff a long time. I've introduced him to my audience, and he is a real powerhouse man of God. Monty Mulkey, I just actually got to meet him and his lovely wife in Colorado just this past April. Carla and I were there. It is so wonderful to be a part of West Coast Church of Deliverance. And for those of you, this is the first time you listen to the broadcast, or if you don't know Monty Mulkey, he studied under the greats, the granddaddies, the big generals of deliverance 
Frank Hammond, Wynne Worley, even Derek Prince. And I'll tell you, him and his wife are a force to be reckoned with. It is Pastor Monty Mulkey. Monty, welcome to the program, sir. Such a pleasure to have you back on. Thank you so much, Sheila. It's an honor to be here as well for me. It was so great having you there with us, and I'm so glad to have you part of this. And uh, you have such a, a strong fighting warrior spirit for deliverance. I'm I'm glad that we got a chance to meet up and we can help each other as we go forward. Yes, absolutely. And the topic that we're going to be tackling today is entitled, Where Are the Men? What's Happened to Our Men? There's two things that made me really compelled to talk about this issue. And the stunning thing, I saw this on Facebook, and it's actually by a feminist website called FemPower. So it's F-E-M-M-E. Gender roles are changing. Females are becoming the providers and protectors. And while males are taking on a more subservient, submissive role, don't be afraid of this change, boys. You've had your time on top. And now it's time for you to stay home barefoot waiting for us to come home to you. And when we do, you will drop to your knees, you'll bow your head, and you'll thank us for taking care of you. It's an actual poster going around. Now, what's frightening about the poster, it's a woman in a pantsuit standing up with one hand on a hip, and the man, there's a buck-naked man that is kind of bowing down, groveling at the woman's feet. And the amount of likes on this picture was even more shocking. And on the heels of that, I thought, isn't it interesting that... This year, DC is introducing a character, Wonder Woman. You know, forget all these superhero men. We need the Amazonian goddess to step up to the plate. Forget all these guys like Superman. We need Wonder Woman. And what's at the movie theater right now? Not only Wonder Woman, but another poster of a movie caught my attention. A wimp will rise is the caption. So you have wimpy men and warrior women. Isn't that ironic? The complete emasculation of men, these enfeebled, debilitated, undermined, weakened, crippled men. I think this is a major agenda, the effeminization of our men. There's not a movie or a TV show now, Monty, where these gender roles haven't reversed. The man wears the pants, but the woman tells him which pair to wear, Monty. Where do you ever even see on TV now a man, or even in a movie for that matter, a very masculine type male like the John Waynes, the Clint Eastwood types, you know, or even classy men like the Cary Grants? You don't see that anymore. Those types have gone away with the dodo bird. Now it's these scarf-wearing, skinny jeans-wearing, latte-sipping, effeminate males everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that. If you watch TV from shows from 20 years back, the men were masculine. They were bigger, broader shoulder. Uh, They definitely had more testosterone in their system than guys do today. This has been the plan of the devil I think all along. And truly, the men have been targeted, which affects the ladies as well. I I think as a society, we're losing the gender differences. The devil is basically uh, making us unisex, making us more and more like each other. And so when we do look backwards in time, the men don't look anything like they did back then. Uh, The lack of physical strength and stamina and even the looks, the physique, everything about men is slowly deteriorating. And that's uh, sad to see that because we need the genders. God created the male and female. That's right. And not only is the church complicit in this, what's more frightening than that even is the fact that you see these hipster pastors with the torn jeans and the rainbow t-shirts There's not even any reverence and respect for the pulpit anymore. Yeah, definitely. And you really touched on a point. I did a message on the fact that the church really has tamed men. They've tamed the image of men, and there is no father image in church. But the men that followed Jesus were real men. They were workers. They hauled fishing nets. They were strong. You know, Jesus didn't recruit men by offering involvement with a softball team or something. (laughs) The lack of male participation shows how much um, the churches really tame men. And it's, it's sad. In fact, I tell people, we have this consensus that it'd be better for 
mothers to take their sons to church. And actually, it's the other way around. If the father won't go to church, it's rather that the boy stay with the father than go to church with his mother, because it never works that way, because he can't get masculinity from his mother. It's imparted from the father. That's where men, boys, learn how to be men. And I'm not saying either one of those is is good. It's a, a sad situation because of the lack of fathers that we have in the society today. Um, in fact, I was, just before the show I went on, I looked at the, the last 2012 census figures, and 25 million children, 34%, live absent from their biological father. That's one out of three kids wow. do not have their father. 57% of that in black children, 31% Hispanics, they don't have a father. Now, Real masculinity is imparted by a man, by their father. And so we are now in a day and age where boys don't have a father image. In 1960, it was only 8% of children without a father. And in 2012, it was up to 34%. So we have so many issues. We have the chemical issue, the hormones and things like that, and the church playing games where men don't want to go, all these things. And then what boils down to the fact that she's a broken family, boys don't have a father, and that's where they learn to be boys. And we have all the cultural traditions that are now put in place, such as boys are not allowed to be boys. There's They can do nothing aggressive in school. Uh, used to be when boys got in arguments, they'd go out and have a fist fight, knock each other around, and they'd get up and shake hands, and that would be the end of it. That's just where society, you can't hit, you can't do anything. And I understand the the principle in that, but what they're doing is they're taking away all of the emotions and masculinity of boys and effeminizing them. It's sad where, where things have gone. And so the only place that a boy is allowed to show any masculinity is in sports, football. What happens there is they never grow up, Ben, because they're constantly in a play mode. Yeah, so you almost get them in a arrested development. You've got this raging Ahab spirit going on, which is a very submissive spirit. You've got a raging Jezebel spirit dominating the males. It's a very demonic agenda. There's a lot of spirits at work in conjunction with things like there's fluoride in the water, there's vaccines, there's chemtrails. You know, we're getting pumped with a steady diet of all this frankenfoods and toxicity between cell towers and radiation and the Wi-Fi and all these signals. We're getting bathed in a toxic soup of all this. Couple that with the fact that nurses now, they sway women from even wanting to breastfeed when you have the very essential nutrients, God-given milk that provides the essential things for brain development. Oh, forget that. We'll give them formula. Oh, it's a formula, all right, but it's straight out of the pit of hell. A lot of these formulas they've found out that are just toxic, soy-based nightmare. So you've got this chemical cornucopia going on, but you've also got a very demonic agenda going on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And the devil's hit them from all fronts. One of the things, of course, you know, that we do in deliverance is also the healing of wounds. And one of the primary reasons why boys can't become masculine is because they get wounded in their masculinity early, early in life. And that requires healing. And so the the healing of the wounds is one of the necessary parts for boys who have been effeminized to become masculine again. They will never grow up or become masculine as long as those wounds are in place, uh, such as the rejection from their first girlfriend, uh, etc. But every boy on their journey to manhood takes a narrow, dead sinner in his heart in the place of his strength. And so those wounds are rarely discussed, and they're even more rarely healed. And the fact is, men are easily more emotionally wounded and bruised than women are. I say they're kind of like the M&M candies, you know, they're they're hard on the outside, but the soft core on the inside. Uh, men that have been wounded feel safe with pornography because there's no emotional connection. So they don't have to worry about getting wounded back. 
Whereas if they go and have a girlfriend, they're going to get wounded or hurt. And this is what the devil has done to destroy this. And taking the fathers away from young boys, though, is is just so critical because masculinity is, is bestowed. And a boy learns who he is and what he's got from a man. A man cannot get masculinity imparted from a woman. And he only receives strength from God. And this is a principle I teach, especially in marriage class, that men are to go to the Father to receive strength for themselves and to impart strength to the family, to the wives and children. Now, when you have an arrested male who's leaning on his wife or stay at home, never grows up, he never gets masculinity because he's supposed to go to God and get that. And so he's trying to get masculinity from leaning on her. It never works. And mothers that don't understand this, that don't let go of their boys, they also do a disservice. So uh, like you said, it's just all screwed up. And it's a big job getting any boy from childhood into masculinity. But Jesus can do that. Amen to that. That is the answer for our screwed up society. Jesus. I looked on an ABC News article. People can throw this in a, in a search. It said there's 58 gender options. There's pansexual, transsexual, androgynous, cisgender, whatever that is. There's gender nonconforming, gender fluid, non-binary, pangender, transgender. Frighteningly, at the bottom of the list, I was really shocked when I saw what was called a two-spirit. Apparently, that's a gender to be a two-spirit. So not just a trans male, a trans man, a trans person, a trans feminine, a transgender, a trans masculine, a transsexual. I mean, need I say more? But it gets worse. Recently, a woman married herself. The UK Mirror has an article up where a woman married herself. And then you have that woman from Brighton who married a rock. So the Telegraph featured an article called Why Are More Women Choosing to Marry Themselves? The article says this is not a substitute for a partner. It's about being a stronger member of society and more grounded as a person. There's wedding packages now. These wedding companies have for that solo wedding. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Sologamy. That's what it's that's what they're calling it. S-O-L-O-G-A-M-Y. Well, there you go. Sologamy. What kind of a sick, twisted Sodom and Gomorrah are we living in when this is the front page news? Yeah, the door just opens and and it just the floodgates are open, like we say, and the spirits just keep keep pouring in. And so, in a boy's search for masculinity, usually he turns to all these wrong things, which opens the door for more demons to come in. They search for validation in all the wrong directions, such as uh, what he owns or how attractive his wife is or how well he plays sports or how well he uses his power tools or how many women can he get in bed, how much can he drink, uh, things that guys go the wrong way. And masculinity and strength is only going to get imparted through the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, I've got a whole series we did to a men's workshop to just the guys. I took all the guys and I think we did over 15, 16 messages to the guys on why they're having problems growing up and becoming men and getting masculinity imparted. One of the biggest things that we found is these emotional wounds that guys carry, and they just close up. And when they do venture out, they venture out to the wrong areas, to the wrong things to get affirmant that they are, in fact, a man. There are so many reasons why men aren't men. We could take the emotional area, for example. Men are generally not allowed to show emotions, like they're not allowed to cry. And so most boys, by the time they're seven, eight, nine, ten, they learn that the only emotion they're really allowed to show is anger. Then what happens when you only got one emotion, anytime there's a strong emotional current around, the only emotion they got to respond back with is anger. On, and on the other hand, girls are not allowed to show anger at all. Anger actually is a good thing. You need to have anger. God will restore people's emotions. But if you're not allowed to show a certain emotions, it cripples all of your emotions. So we do a lot of healing on bound emotions. The majority of these guys that come in haven't shed a tear in 25 years. 
And we start praying for a while, and it's amazing to see a full-grown man be able to start crying again. I know I was that way, and now it's like I can't shut it off. I'll cry at a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus wept. That's right. Jesus had very healthy emotions, anger, moved to compassion. He wept on more than one occasion. He had such great compassion, but it seems like it's like people are emotionally stunted. You know, I was thinking about that scripture in Matthew 24, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. I'm really seeing this take place. It's like this apathy, this coldness. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the signs that we're moving into end times is uh, the love of many growing cold. I think there's two verses that mention that. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm really seeing a trend in a lot of men with depression. And where I'm really seeing it is a pocket of particular men that have had either fathers that came back from the war or men that have been combat vets or active military men. There is like a spirit of death on those men. There's really a lot of depression, suicidal tendencies, anxiety. There's something very nefarious that happens when you go off to war or when you're involved in that, isn't there? There is. Well, there's a, a whole source of, of wounding and demons that come in. Uh, and there's so much mind control that goes on in military to get men to override their emotions and to just act because they learned that. Then they can't express their wounds when they get home and the trauma and all that. So guys that have gone to war, they're basically pretty bound up by the time they get back. But, you know, the devil's done his job really well. Destroy the father destroys the sons, destroys the family, the church, destroy the reality of demons and deliverance, and that destroys the need for transforming men into warriors, godly warriors. Jeremiah 38.4 says, For thus he weakened the hands of the men of war that remained in the city. That's what the devil's done. He's weakened the hands where men are just sissies, and they don't want to get involved. They don't want to pay the price. And that used to be a mark of manhood, that you would stand for truth, that you would die for something. They won't do that now. There's there's no toughness in face of opposition, no decisiveness in face of uncertainty. Like I said, no love for truth-telling. Church has taught men that, you know, we're to make love, not war. And actually, it's in the heart of a boy, the warrior image, to rescue the damsel, to fight off the dragon. And by the time they get to school, that's so beat out of them anymore that I see why boys don't want to get involved in anything. And the only thing they're allowed to to show anything is in sports. The sports industry, the god of sports is so big that any men that we do have are Probably a percentage of them are captured in that, too. And it's sad because they never grow up. I read a statistic somewhere where the majority of those that make the mega million contract, none of them can even save any of the money. By the time they get done playing sports, they've spent it all. And they don't even have anything to retire with. It's it's sad, the amount of rest of development. I told my kids that you, you can play sports all you want when you're a child. But when you grow up, it is not to be a career or an occupation. (laughs) That really makes a lot of friends for me there. (laughs) It's games. It's play. Boys need to grow up and become men. And playing sports just simply is not that. I don't care if they are given a witness for Christ. I think they're sending a wrong witness to young boys that says the only thing they can do to be a real man is to throw a football and tackle somebody. So many things. The devil has done his job so well. There's very few men will put their life on the line for Jesus today. And just like you said, where are the men? And I know God cries out for this. You know, you go to the average church, and they're basically women. But I will have to say one good thing, though, about deliverance churches. The percentage of men in a deliverance church is about double what it is in a regular church, because men like a good fight, one that they can win at. And when they see demons manifest and get defeated, this is something they can join up into. And so our deliverance churches always have more men than the church at large. And generally, men don't like to play church unless they're already effeminized. That's what our church is turning out today. You know, and then we have so many other things. We have spirits of weakness. I mentioned earlier that I had done a message, are you a wimpy warrior? Men are to grow up and become men who will 
judge the fatherless. Uh, I did a series called Deliverance Judges. We're to get delivered, mature, and we are to judge the fatherless. We are to judge certain things, albeit in the spiritual realm, and that's not going on. In fact, the church can't discipline at all anymore, uh, primarily because it's taken on the business model. Uh, you can't discipline your customers. You know, if you're a mega church selling books as your industry, you're not going to discipline your congregation because the customer will leave. <laughs> Our church is so far off base. Uh, don't get me going on that one. <laughs> anyway, I did a series on strength. There are a lot of verses that talk about what a man and a woman can give their strength to, that's wrong. And you can give your strength away, and so you don't have it when you need it. And one of the things that takes away a man's strength is premarital sex, illicit sex, pornography, prostitution. When a man gives his heart to a prostitute or masturbation or any of these things, he loses his strength. And it's actually, that's a picture that's portrayed with Samson and Delilah. The good thing is you can see at the end of Samson's life, God gave him his strength back. And that should be an encouragement to any man. One of the things that wrecks men so much is the free love lifestyle that this world has gone to. It used to be that fathers taught their boys to save themselves for their wives. This is not happening today. Well, yeah, because there's no morals. Who needs morals in today's morally bankrupt society? Who needs that old-fashioned Bible principles, those values? They've gone with the dodo bird because, well, guess what? Anything goes nowadays. It's a free-for-all. And let's not forget, men want to be politically correct. Let's not offend anybody. There's too much hell to pay. You speak out on these issues. Hey, you're a xenophobe. You're a homophobe. You're a bigot. You're not politically correct. Who needs all that backlash, Monty? Yeah, you're right. I had done a message, I got a message on the political correctness and how that paralyzes our speech. It's really tragic where we've gone with that. And guys can't be men because of that. They're, they're so afraid of doing something wrong anymore. I don't think women even see how much fear men have that they're going to do something wrong or say something wrong. You know, I was raised in the country and certain manners were taught growing up, such as we took our hat off in the presence of a lady or when we went into a building, we held the door open when a woman came. And I remember one time going into a 7-Eleven and I just happened to look that there was a lady coming behind me. And so when I got to the door, I just pulled the door open, stepped to the side, and she looked up at me and sneered. And opened the other door. <laughs> wow. Walked right in. I just thought, oh, so this is what guys are experiencing out there. You're not even grateful to having somebody hold a door for you. It's like I wondered what happened to her in her life to get that way. I probably took up one of those feminist class or something. But <laughs> you're correct, Sheila. The, the guys are so, they don't know how to talk. They don't know how to share things. And they're so afraid. Don't want to offend somebody. And that's one of the biggest detriments this devilish feminist agenda has done. And FYI, women, feminism is not about equal rights. That is a doctrine that is straight out of the pit of hell. It's everything against God's order. And I'll tell you what, chivalry is not dead. It's just no longer expected from these Jezebel feminists. It's just like the lady that give you the evil stink eye when you open the door for her. Men used to get up from the table in my household when a woman walked in the room. When do you see that happen anymore? When do you see a man hold the door open for a woman? Or just have basic respect, take your hat off in a church. We've lost our moral compass here. It's time for men to grab a backbone, get some testicular fortitude, and say, you know what? I'm not going to be bullied or silenced. It reminds me of what Edmund Burke said. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. It's time for these neutered men to grab a spine. Yeah, right. If guys want to be men, they need to start acting that way. And the best best way to, to do that is, is start doing the manners, return to chivalry. That's what guys should do. I did that today going to the 
Home Depot store. I helped a lady. She had this huge flower pot she was going to try and load into her car. And there was no employers around to help. And I asked her politely, ma'am, would you like some help with that? And she said, oh, would you please? And I loaded it for her. And she was grateful. Most guys would walk right on by and not even see it. And that's sad. I, I refuse to live that way. In fact, when guys come to my church, I tell them to take their hat off, too. Exactly. Men need to be the role models and examples, despite what the culture dictates, despite what the backlash is, despite the reviling and the persecution that we suffer because of our stance. Look up Second Timothy 3.12. And what does he say in Matthew 10.22? You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. You're going to be reviled and mocked and persecuted. These are things that we should expect. But you mentioned something earlier, because this is really the spirits that are operating in the age. One of the big spirits that we're dealing with here is a spirit of weakness. That's a big one. It is, yeah. Adultery breaks, uh, makes weakness. Uh, Ezekiel sixteen thirty. How weak is thy heart, saith the Lord, seest thou doest all these things, the work of an imperious whorish woman. Both men and women become that way. The spiritual attack of weakness, it says this of Lucifer, Isaiah 14, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? That's what he's come to do, is weaken the people. Uh, broken vows, that makes weakness. Rebellion causes weakness. Uh, Leviticus 26, 20 says, Your strength shall be spent in vain. For your land shall not yield or increase. And you read the whole thing. That was because of rebellion. Psalm 31.10, my life is spent with grief, my years with sign. My strength faileth because of my iniquity. All of the rebellion with sexual sins or any of those kinds of things cause and bring about weakness. Legalism, Galatians 4.9 says, but now after you have known God, or rather known of God, how turn you again to weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire to be in bondage? Anyway, we find out that people that are involved in legalism, it really brings in the spirit of weakness. I can tell when I walk into a church by looking at the men and the women, how they act if they're in legalism or not. Because legalism just, I mean, the women will dress down, they'll wear drab, gray, long dresses, and uh, the men are just, you know, their shoulders are slouched forward. And that's what religious legalism does. It just weakens people. And, and that's not what Jesus came. He, he came for us to be confident. Hebrews says to cast not away our confidence, which has great recompense of reward. We're to be strong. And it's it's sad. But every one of these areas, you know, we've just briefly touched on them, you know, that we take and put people through deliverance in them, like the spirit of weakness, lose strength back into them. And there, there's lots of deliverance that has to happen in each and every one of these areas, which is another reason why there's so few men, because of what it takes to get it restored. Uh, the devil has them so bound up. It's kind of like that giant in the story on Gulliver's Travels where the little people were throwing ropes over the giant till they, so many ropes were put over him. They tied up a giant with these little ropes. And that's what the devil does. He's just one after another after another. Well, we have to cut every one of them off and do deliverance on each and every one of them. You have to reteach them what the scripture shows is masculine and what's feminine. One of the reasons why I love deliverance so much is because it makes men men and women women. The Bible is a good example to know what a true man is. You need to look no yes. further than the life of Jesus Christ. As the son of man, Jesus is the epitome of manhood. He's a perfect example of what true maturity looks like. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He lived in complete yeah. dependence and obedience on the will of God. And he really displayed the fruit of the Spirit. I think a true man of God shows evidence of the Spirit as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. The Old Testament, when they went to war, there's so many verses, you know, with Moses and Joshua, where they said, you know what, I'm as strong today at my, I don't know how many years it was, I could still go out to battle, and I can do this, and I can do that. It shows that men are to be strong, and God can give them strength. You know, a true man to me is vigilant against danger. He's faithful to the truth. He's brave in the face of opposition. He's persistent through trials. But yet nowadays, mm -hmm. everything's turned upside down. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're you're right, and uh, that's one of the classes that I do is to yeah, go through the Bible and and start retraining them what it says on manning up. God has created us male and female, and we've found that there are a lot of times things happen where spirits of masculine spirits get inside women and feminine spirits get inside men. And of course, this is what can open the door for homosexuality and various things. But there's a lot of torment and confusion that comes into both men and women with these spirits. For example, girls that are raised in a rural environment may take on the nature or hardworking of a man and never learn how to dress up or put on makeup or any of these things. We also call out what we call little boy spirits and little girl spirits. There's blocked physical development, and this can come from things like rejection from parents. If your parents wanted the opposite sex of what they got as a child, that can open the door for the sexual rejection of the the gender of the child. That happens. Uh, one of the things that I t- told the church, I said, you know, don't dress your little boys in girls' clothes. That opens the doors, and vice versa too, by the way. That opens the doors for those spirits to come in. Uh, plus the shame and humility when you put a dress on a little boy. Well, funny you said that. There's actually cases where these Hollywood minions are allowing their children to predetermine their sex. Well, we'll just let him be whatever he wants for gender. No, you don't let a child decide if they want to be a boy or a girl. I mean, how completely perverse and insane is that? Oh, and something even sicker and more twisted than that. I was reading a story last year around the fall, early winter of last year, where a high court, this is a judge orders a boy who was seven years old to live with the father after his mother raised him as her daughter. She even registered him as a girl. And social workers let the mother do this, raise this little boy as a girl because they were enthralled to gender equality. The mother was insisting her son was transgender. You know, thank God he's out of her care. He's ditched the pink headbands for G.I. Joe, thank God. But this is the kind of absolutely demonic insanity we have out there, Monty. God, that's that's horrible. There are, are some tribes in existence, like in Africa today, where they have rites of passage for the boys in the masculinity. And I'm not sure what it is. It's something like 10 to 13, where the father comes, and up until that time, the boy is kind of under the care of the mother. And at that time, the father comes and gets the boys, and he takes them out into the wilderness where his right of manhood is bestowed upon him with certain trials and tests, and and the mother has to let him go. That's something that we just don't have that concept in America. Boy, the mothers would pitch a fit if the husband come to take the boys to do that today. But they actually have something correct in that they understand the masculinity needing to be imparted by the men of the tribe. Well, that's great if you actually have real men in the tribe. I mean, there's so much gender confusion out there. There's a boy band that's rocking things up in China right now. But guess what? They're not boys. It's made up of five androgynous girls. But this just goes to lend itself to the insane gender confusion that's ubiquitous now, doesn't it? It it is. And like you say, it opens the door for a spirit of confusion to come in. You know, when you're confused, you can't ever make any decisions. And especially for boys, they're supposed to be the risk takers and, and to make a decision and act upon it. And that spirit of confusion, they, they just become wimpy and can't make a choice or decision. And so the wife has to. You're right. It's sad. But there is good news in all of this. Sad, as you said, and bleak situation. I want you to talk a little bit about why deliverance is so important in this. And then I'm going to get you to pray for the people because we've all been inundated by these spirits. And this is what Christians really need to understand. Deliverance, it is a lifelong process. It's not an event. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that tonight has touched some people. And there's this is just the tip of the iceberg, but we have lost some material and resources available. Deliverance can be done. Healing can be done to restore and bring about people. Uh, we've successfully have had homosexual men come through church and, and get these things reversed and get prayer and get healed and delivered of it. The enemies definitely left no stone unturned in binding up people. So, 
Father, we come in your presence tonight, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you that we could come and share these things. And Lord, there are so many causes to why we lack men, real men in the world today, real men in your church. And Father, we know that the enemy has purpose this. He's designed us on so many fronts. Lord, you said the harvest is ripe and there's no workers for the field. And we pray, Lord, that you will raise up the godly workers. Raise up real men and real women, Lord. Heal them and deliver them, Father, from the things that they need healed and delivered of, Father, so that they can take their position as good soldiers as we're commanded in the Scriptures in Jesus' name. And Satan, we take authority over you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every evil spirit that has bound and confused both men and women tonight, in Jesus' name, you loose God's people. Every evil spirit that's wounded men and caused them to shy away from obligations and responsibility and masculinity, you come out of God's men right now in Jesus' name. The spirits of confusion, weakness, political correctness, masculine, feminine spirits in the wrong gender, you come out. Loose God's people. If you're listening tonight, just take a deep breath and breathe them out. Tell them to go. Come out of them right now in Jesus' name. They will leave if you push them out. Mom, you spirits come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of the spirits, Father, that are causing men's hands to be weakened in Jesus' name, you loose them and come out right now. All of the chemicals that are in the men, we know that the blood of Jesus Christ purges, it cleanses. We ask that you would clean out all the chemicals, all the estrogen that's been consumed from eating soy and soy milk in Jesus' name. All of the traditions that have been taught, Lord, the spirit of error that's gone in and taught boys that they they can't be aggressive in anything or they need to be more feminine or all of these errors, these lies, Lord, we ask that you cleanse the mind of the spirit of error in Jesus' name. Lord, tonight, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we impart masculinity to the men in Jesus' name, and we impart femininity to the young girls in Jesus' name. And Father, for all those boys that are out there that do not have a father, your word declares that you would take up the fatherless, Lord. And so I ask, Father, that you adopt all the fatherless boys out there tonight that are listening that really want a real father, Lord, and that you would speak to their hearts Show them what real masculinity is, Father. Give them that pattern in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But all these wounds in Jesus' name, all the femininity, effeminists being demasculated, all the wounds of demasculination, Lord, I ask that you heal them in Jesus' name and that you go to those areas of those wounds and bring healing to those things in Jesus' name. All of the arrested development, not growing up into men, remaining little boys all their life, Lord. I take authority over that spirit of arrested development. Jesus' name. Jeremiah said, I cannot speak. I'm a child. I'm afraid of their faces. All these are things that arrested development caused. And when he cried out to God, God healed them of that. Paul said at the end of Corinthians chapter 13, when I was a boy, I did boy childish things, but when I became a man, I put them away. And so, Father, every one of these things that are addicted to games and sports and childish things, Lord, help them to put away childish things and to grow up into real men in Jesus' name and to become the protectors in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to be truthful and to impart judgment where it needs to be, Lord. Put that strength, that masculinity that Jesus had, Father, when he cleaned out the temple. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and all these wimpy, weak, whining spirits that are in the men, I command that to come out right now. That spirit of the infidel, I command that to go in Jesus' name, where men are, aren't faithful. The spirit of the infidel, which is often inherited from unfaithful fathers, I command that infidel spirit to come out in Jesus' name, where men can be faithful to their wives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I come against all the spirits of lust, premarital sex, and all these things that they have given their strength to. I command all that to go out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. Restore the men's hearts. Restore the women's hearts in Jesus' name. We take authority over all the spirits of homosexual 
in Jesus' name, all the perversion and lust and the confusion, gender confusion in Jesus' name, all the spirits of Ahab and passivity in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Ahab and Jezebel spirits, control, manipulating spirits, all of these spirits in Jesus' name. God wants the genders to work together to become one flesh together, and all this infighting between men and women caused by the Ahab and caused by feminism and all these things. I take authority over those spirits. I command that they come out of God's people right now, seeing the opposite gender as the enemy in Jesus' name. All the fear of the opposite sex, command all this to come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the wounds and distrust, Lord, Heal your people in Jesus' name. I command those spirits to come out, Lord, and help them to stir up and to make the decision in Jesus' name to be either a man of God or to be the woman of God in Jesus' name. Call on the name of the Lord in Jesus' name and become that man that God has called you to be in Jesus' name. Hoard them in wine. Alcohol, drugs have overtaken the heart of men, and it destroys their masculinity. Marijuana destroys your ability to do things, and it makes you passive, destroys all of your desires. And so all these drug spirits that have just paralyzed men, the gaming institution, computers, electronics, and everything, where they don't know how to do a relationship anymore, can't talk with anybody, can't talk with the opposite sex. That's really going to be getting bad now that that's just coming into to being. Father, in Jesus' name, we take authority over all the spirits that have come in through pornography and virtual reality pornography in Jesus' name. The enmeshment into that and losing their life, losing their soul, and the spirits of death and darkness, uh, lust and shame that come in out of that, I command you demons to come out right now. All of the arrestative element and the, uh, so stifled that they can't grow up emotionally, intellectually, or any way. They can't carry on a relationship, and so they just divorce. In Jesus' name, all you spirits that come in from the pornography industry— you come out right now, all the way out. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all the lust, the perversion, homosexual, trying more and more debased things in Jesus' name, you come out right now. All of that sickness and all the guilt and shame that comes in with that, you come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Loose God's people in Jesus' name. Come out of the men. Lord, I loose a real spirit of masculinity, a real spirit of strength, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let this spirit rise up, Father, that they take their position in the family. They take their position in the church. In Jesus' name, Lord, help them to do that, Father. Speak to your men. Teach them, Father, in Jesus' name, what it is and what it means to be a real man of God, a real woman of God, in Jesus' name. All the confusion, wondering what's wrong with me, why can't I do what I want to do? All that confusion, Lord, from whatever source it's come in, we command those spirits to come out. Spirits of weakness, legalism, rebellion, fears, fear of battle, fear of women, fear of getting hurt, come out in Jesus' name. All the fear, come out. Isaiah 41, 29, he gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. But they that trust upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Lord, let your people renew their strength. Draw them unto you by your spirit, Father, in Jesus' name. Proverbs 24, 5, a wise man is strong, a man of knowledge increases strength. And if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small, meaning you're weak. And God wants you to become strong. And it's not pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, but getting yourself filled with the Spirit of God. Get right with God. Get your heart right. Get your heart healed and mended. Get to the deliverance that you need. You have authority over your own demons. Tell them to go. Tell them to leave you. Father, in Jesus' name, we do thank you for all that you've done tonight. And I pray that this is an encouragement and reaches the heart of some people tonight in Jesus' name, Lord. Draw them to you, Lord. Deliver them and heal them. And Father, we pray praise you and thank you for the work that you're doing and ask you to bless this show, bless the work that Sheila's doing, Father, and getting the news out to so many people, Father. 
bring the people to listen to this, Father, that need to hear it in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the deliverance and the healing and the impartation that you've given us tonight, and we pray for it to all bring honor and glory to your Son. We thank you tonight for this show in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Monty. That was a very powerful prayer. You have such a needed ministry, and I really want to encourage people, no matter what they're facing, you have such incredible resources that you have put together. I think I went home with one solid full suitcase of some of your teachings just because they're so good. And this is stuff that you can't find very often today. So I loaded up, bought a ton of stuff when I was down there, not just your CDs, but your booklets as well. WCCD, that's West Coast Church of Deliverance, WCCD.com. Click on the store. You can get MP3 downloads, audio CDs, booklets. Talk a bit about your resources, Monty. Yeah, there's lots of tapes they can order or write me uh, an email if you're a guy and you're wondering how to get there. Uh, I have CDs that aren't on the website, such as a whole uh, workshop series to wounded men that are just incredible for guys to help get them on the right path. And there's many CDs that can help them, and most of them have mass deliverances at the end. Folks, you got to go check these resources out because this is 45 years plus deliverance ministry putting together tools that will get you freedom. Amazing stuff. Monty, thank you so much for your time in coming on the program for your ministry, what you do for God's people, and do come back and see us real soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Sheila. I really appreciate the work that you're doing, and thanks for having me on, and we'll continue to pray for you in the show. Thank you, folks. That was Monty Mulkey, WCCD.com. That's WCCD.com. Go to the store and check out some of those titles. And if you need something right now, you can even download the MP3. So that is an amazing resource for God's people. All this week, we have a fantastic lineup. Greg Jackson joins me tomorrow. Michael Lake is on this week. Danny Morano. Augusto Perez. It is just a nonstop excellent lineup. All week and into next week, we've got some fantastic shows. So make sure you're tuned in. And get behind this show with your financial support. Prayerfully consider becoming a partner in this ministry today. Very few of us out there that are equipping the saints and speaking the truth amongst a vapid sea of compromise. It's a rarity. So I hope you decide to keep me on the air and be your voice in this epic end time battle. For more details, you can go to weekendvigilante.com. Click on the donate to support this ministry. And if you're listening on YouTube or podcast, the links are in the description for Patreon and GoFundMe. I'm hoping I can count on you for your support. And do subscribe to my YouTube channel. We've got some fantastic prizes and giveaways. Even though they're demonetizing it, it's just going to be business as usual. We're going to keep using it, whether they monetize it or not because the message still gets out to the people. So do make sure that you're subscribed. We will see you tomorrow. Good night and God bless you.